B-E-D-U-L-A-O. What you back, what you back, and a chance is gonna get you what you back, what you back, a chance is gonna get you what you back, what you back, there's a chance is gonna get you what you back, it's a coming from me, just a A uh, quick content warning, this podcast details crimes and descriptions of violence that may be disturbing or triggering. It may not be suitable for all listeners. We'll do our best to warn listeners about what to expect before each episode and to include them in our show notes. So enjoy the show. We have a really summer. long break for Christmas, mm-hmm. and then it's a very long stretch before you have any other time off. So mm. I've had a three-day week weekend for a long time so <laughs> yeah lucky you <laughs> if only i were so lucky someday someday that's the dream yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll make it there once <laughs> once everybody's uh, yeah come on people being nice Let's and patreon yeah we don't need to work you know so much why no. don't we just like pay people reasonable wages to work three to four days a week well, I, I, irl it's like march right end of march yeah very or, end of march tomorrow yeah. is april yeah, it's, it's April. Tomorrow's April 1st. It's April in Japan. <laughs> oh, in Japan, it's April to Japan. <laughs> I've already listened to the news from April. <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah, so that's when we're recording this. So you'll hear it much later. Because I, I was going to say, we're in the middle of an AI revolution. Maybe we don't have to work anymore in yeah, Monster. And maybe, yeah, when this comes out, we'll be there. We'll be living in AI. So let's, let's think positive. <laughs> but in the meantime, here we are in the end of March. There are still crimes in the world. Yes, always. There always is. There's still descendants of best people in the world. Yes, and, always. And that's our favorite theme for mm-hmm. the podcast. Yep. So it's crimes of the Basque lands. We talk about crimes in the Basque country. And all the lands that have been... Uh, populated. Populated by their descendants. Yeah. Wherever they are. Wherever they are in the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. Um, tonight we're drinking uh, a classic, yeah, uh, from Basque Lands Brewery. I know, which I was thinking we must have been semi inspired by our podcast names through their beer, right? Perhaps because we drink that a lot, yeah, like, quite regularly. It's true, and it's a very good, they're a very good brewery. It's yeah. a we really recommend this beer, yes. I think they're making waves around the world right now. Yes, I think so. And it, and, and and appropriately so named, Imparable, Unstoppable. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we're drinking, the classic one, the IPA. It's lovely. Very nice hobby profile. And, you know, Clink. boom. That's us. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers, everybody. Mm. So this week we have another... Um, cheeky sode. Cheeky sode. Cheeky Which, means uh, small. It does mean small, but but as we were <laughs> reminded after the first episode, it, it, it's this, not small. It's going to be it, the same length. It's the same length episode. <laughs> it's just the stories are short. Yeah, <laughs> there are it's many only stories. like highlights of little mini crimes. I guess yeah. mini. I mean, the crimes might be big, but yeah, we're just we're only going to cover them briefly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you have a, a ton of stories. I today. do. I have. I always have come with a lot, but uh, that's because I just hey, I eat good. this stuff up like breakfast. I mean, you you love it. Yeah, <laughs> I've got my my two minimums <laughs> to 
kind of give us some variety here. Yeah, and to try to get somewhere else in the world. It's true. I'm I'm, I'm good at bringing in the the the, the outskirts of yeah. the Basque. Uh, I generally stick to the Basque country. It's all good. It's all good. But Douglas is a our 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 international investigator <laughs> yeah i explore further fields we were we were joking that our research methods are kind of newbie <laughs> yeah. a lot of times we'll just go crimes latin america and it's like we get a lot of statistics <laughs> yeah yeah we learn a lot we just do. by search our search engine we do our searches yeah but one of my favorite um methods where i usually get a little bit faster results is just looking through surname so mm. I've mentioned this a couple of times. Yeah. I said I just looked for a, a, a town. surname and crime surname, mm -hmm, yeah, mm -hmm. like which is great. Blood plus, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they usually come up, and so that's that's the method I use today. That's again. amazing. Mm -hmm. I think it's a good way to go. And you you came across some statistics. Was that the first story? Or... Yeah, I was gonna. Well, I'll mention what I'll I'll mention my statistics that I found when I. Um, when I talk about one of the stories for tonight. Mm. Oh, I, I have to say, though, like just to think about statistics as well. Like like today I wrote like one of the surnames. Uh, I forget which one it was. <laughs> we'll get to it and I'll remind the listeners that that was the one. But um, I, I just searched it and I forgot to put like caught or crime or you know police arrested yeah or... arrested someone <laughs> so i just put the the name in and i was like oh so many nice stories <laughs> i was like there's something wrong here <laughs> i'm like oh yeah, yeah you forgot to put crime you forgot so, to put something you know bloody and i just search. yeah i, I just want to prime our listeners to remind them and all those surnames if we take away the word word crime are full of lots of nice stories as yeah, well. yeah of course yeah Generally, the world is full of good people. It is. It is. It Crimes is. are pretty minimal, you know, in yeah. terms of percentage. Yeah, they are. Know, they are pretty pretty What's so, happening in the world? Yeah, it's all about this impressions, right? Yeah. Mm. We hear about all those crimes, but mm. in general, people are doing great things uh, as well mm -hmm. as bad things. Yeah, it's true. But more. Yeah, good but it's things. not. Yeah, Way it's more. more good it's things. always more good. Than Way bad. more good things. Exactly. Yeah. So don't be afraid to no. get out there and live your life. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers to that. <laughs> Cheers to that. Um, on that note, my first story. Okay. I'm going to start with the more gruesome stories from the last period since we did our last cheeky sode. Mm -hmm. So the first stories that I'm going to tell you are not lovely. Mm. It's going to get easier with time. Yeah. So I'm going to start with the worst ones, and then hopefully we can end on a more positive note. Fingers at crossed. At the end of this. That's episode. the idea. Yeah. Wish us luck. <laughs> yeah. So shall I begin with this first terrible story? Let's go with it. It's terrible. Okay. Okay. So this happened um, in January mm -hmm. of this year, 2023. Mm -hmm. um, so a woman... Um, ugh, Poisoned her two children. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Who were ages 8 and 10. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Here in the best country. Yeah, in Baracaldo. Oh Baracatown, as you told me it's yeah. called. It is. In it's... a previous episode. It is their informal yeah. name. It was in Baracaldo. Um, and so with some unknown substance, they didn't say what substance she used to try to poison her children. And then mm. she tried to cut her own throat. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, commit suicide, essentially. Mm -hmm. And it 
commit her own suicide or take her own life. Mm-hmm. Um, she had called her ex-partner, who was the father of these children, to inform them, him of what she was going to do. And he was the one that called the authorities. Mm-hmm. So luckily, because she had done that, they were arrived on In the time. scene and were able to save the children and her. Okay, good. So, okay. They, you know. So nobody died in this story. Oof, I mean, it's still very traumatic for everybody, but yeah. I'm, I'm really happy the kids survived. Yeah, exactly. I mean, their lives, yeah, they're going to need fixing, but yeah, but first steps first. Yeah, hmm. it's definitely trauma. Hmm. But uh, yeah, so tell, tell, that's tell the first that. terrible story that I have from the news the that's, re- of recent. It's pretty bad. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear. And do we have... Any names in this story? There's no names. I mean, that's. Kinda... I mean, I think they're probably like uh, protecting the children's oh, yeah. identity. It sh- it, I think, yeah, definitely children's names shouldn't be. Yeah. So and I guess they, even they the surname names in the story. Yeah, would probably. It maybe there's other stories that have come out since then that they give her mm-hmm. name, but no, they didn't give their name. Mm-hmm. Well, Greater Bilbao. Yep. So that happened here where we live, yeah. Very sad. Sadly. And it was like 1st of uh, January, so New Year's Day. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Emotional times, I think. Yeah. I mean, this woman was clearly needing some psychological Mm -hmm. help and Mm -hmm. pressures over New Year never help anybody, huh? Yeah. And if you're like, I don't know if they were recently divorced or Mm. what have you. And Mm. so... Maybe yeah, family was, time. And it's Christmas. Yeah, after Christmas. Hard. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that's the first story I had. Well, I hope they recover as fast as they can. They did. They're fine. They survived and the children. They're mm-hmm. recovering. And I'm assuming um, they're going to go into custody with their father. Mm-hmm. Hopefully. Yeah. So, that's my first terrible story. Well, that was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And I've got more. Let's go. So let's dig that. <laughs> let's get worse. So today is um, uh, the time of recording. It is March 31st, the mm. end of March. Yesterday, oh. in Dusto. Fresh off the press. Fresh off the press. And which will bring back our conversation about stats. Dusto is greater, it's part of Bilbao. Yeah. It used to be an independent. A municipality, mm. and I the the one I love about it because they're very very proud of their neighborhoods. Like it is a neighborhood now, but it's important to know that it used to be a municipality. Yeah, like they have their own football team. Probably had a town hall. Oh, for sure, they definitely had a town hall. But um, you know, of course, football team also creates a lot of identity, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But the part that I find hilarious as a foreigner who's not used to, like, local terminology, mm-hmm. like, the name of the municipality of Delsto was the Republic of Delsto. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? I don't know if it's an informal name, but everybody, you know, I've heard. But, like, as a joke or as, like, a, they I, were serious? Everybody says. We are Republic. It, no, no, ever like that's how they say it. However, I don't know if it's like a weird translation, but it's like what everybody says. It's like yeah, yeah, a lot of public other deals. So I, I don't know if it's like a joke, as in yeah, they think they're like a republic, <laughs> 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 or 
or if it actually was literally historically. But you know, it's just a thing you hear around town hmm. all the time. So I think. It, all right. Well, it's maybe cute. something to look into. <laughs> it's cute. We have talked about dudes though, uh, in an episode. Have we? I, I think I remember saying talking the about the Kucha Bank one. The tomatoes? Did I mention tomatoes? Because they're very famous for tomatoes as well. Oh, are they? Why? I think I mentioned that already at some point. I, I guess they. It could be. I well, mean, we Bil- mention a lot of things. Though. Bilbao used to be very small, and they also huh. kind of used to be like the outskirts, the outskirts where you would have vegetable gardens. Mm-hmm. So I guess they were just famous for their for their tomatoes. Mm. And today they're known for their university. It's one of yeah. the most prestigious universities yeah. in the law. country, in mm-hmm. Spain. No. Yeah, for law and business economics. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, this is gruesome as well. Sorry, everybody. So okay, trigger getting... warning. I should have given you a trigger warning for the other one about the children. Well, we'll, we'll So we'll... I'm really sorry. I did not. But trigger warning. We put the general trigger warning in the entry. But... Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... If you're listening to true crime podcast, there's going to be should some come with horrific the, events. Yeah. yeah, come with the turf. Yeah. So this just happened yesterday. Okay. So and it's another fucking terrible case mm-hmm. of a man who has broken up with his partner mm. and attacks his partner. Oh my gosh! How ridiculous! Yes. So this was a 60 year old man who went to the home of his Mm ex-partner who was 58 um well he beat her up and he set her on fire oh my gosh what a ridiculous yep stupid dickhead yep one of the many Mm. so yep so she's now in uh the major burns unit of cruz's hospital oh my gosh um so her status we don't know yeah it's at this point um they have a 15 year old daughter Mm. together according to neighbors they were um a very problematic partnership like Mm. there was like they were you know they interviewed the neighbors Mm -hmm. of the two because it happened at the house where they once lived together and the partner said they constantly fought blah 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 Mm. and she had thrown him out of the house on several occasions and um yeah so the neighbor that i guess talked to the police talked to the police about their relationship also said that he was the one that uh heard screams coming from the apartment and called the police oh my gosh so they were able to come and intervene and and actually he said um that the neighbor was the one that went in to put out the flames oh my gosh oh very hard yeah very hard really hardcore yeah so it's so, sometimes good to stick your nose in your neighbor's affairs mm-hmm. for their Especially sake. Especially to save their lives, yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah. So um, that, well, this was the story I was going to say when I was, <laughs> when I do my searches too, I just put in crimes, Basque country, <laughs> you know, and the year uh-huh. to see what comes up. And um, gen- I get, I always get like stats, mm. right? Like how many crimes. Oh, right. So you're learning the types stats. of crimes that have occurred. Like mm-hmm. if it's robbery or if it's assault or if it's you know murder or whatever, and um, and then it then leads me to these other articles that say that actually in the Basque country there are less machista crimes because these are considered sexist gender crimes. gender mm-hmm. violence crimes you know mm-hmm. or sexist crimes yeah mm-hmm. so less than it, in the rest less of the than state. the rest of Spain yeah mm. they're lower than 
rest of the I mean, state. I'd expect that. It's a very matriarchal society in in sense that women are have a very powerful position in society, right? Mm-hmm. They they're very present. They're very strong. Mm-hmm. They've been present for many years. So, I mean, I assume that would help lower those kinds of numbers. Yeah. Yeah. They say it's a matriarchal society, but Mm -hmm. I don't know if I say that. I wouldn't call it a matriarchal society. I would Mm -hmm. say, yes, that women have a lot more. um, mm, How do I say? They are more involved, Mm -hmm. let's say, because there's a lot of fishing yeah there's a lot of fishing culture so there's a lot of places where men are away for a long time so women tend to take care of business and and the business of like the men go fish the women take the fish and then sell it so they're a lot more involved in the economics yeah and a lot of times historically than in other places i would say and and historically as well you know we, we we've mentioned already basque whaling being mm-hmm. a very historically important uh, trade and and I want and and also cod uh, going for well trading for cod with uh, Norway and Iceland and, and things like that so like they're very long trips so they'd be away for months mm-hmm. like you know they went to yeah, North America exactly uh, you know before other yeah, Europeans so there's did. like they're the ones in charge at home yeah like, for months dealing with yeah, yeah. For long periods of time, yeah. Bringing up their children and a dangerous kind of uh, profession as well, of course, where sometimes those boats wouldn't come home. Exactly. They would be the heads of the household. Yeah. You know, it's a possibility and they knew about that. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, yeah, that's definitely. I mean, that absolutely feeds into the culture. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, uh, yeah, it's not. But I wouldn't go so far as to say that this is a matriarchal society. People no. here say it is, but I don't. I wouldn't say necessarily no. that it is. It's it's more like gay friendly. Like there's no gay friendly <laughs> country, but there are more gay friendlier countries. They are, yeah. <laughs> so I think, in relation to other patriarchal societies, is very matriarchal, but it's not matriarchal really. In the yeah, absolute not, sense, no, not in the absolute sense, <laughs> not but, systemically, no. but but maybe culturally. No, there's yeah, a lot exactly. of respect for the the. The, the women, the mothers. The but that's the thing. It makes a big difference if in the last 300 years, mm-hmm. women have been able to inherit, have been able... There's a huge feminist culture here, yeah. To, to, to run businesses, yeah. to, to, you know, and here they've always kept their name. You know, you never adopt your husband's name. It's, yeah, but that's the case all over the country. It is, but, you know, well, here, you know, not in Portugal. I'm not sure about France. Actually, it might be in the same in France. But, you know, those things count. Yes, absolutely mm-hmm. count, yeah. It, yeah. Absolutely count, yeah. So, you know. I think in Latin American or anything. Hmm. No? They take the men's name in Latin as America. As far as I understand, yes. But maybe they might not. As far as I, just, I don't know either. In Brazil, well, they we're definitely gonna have to look do. Into they Brazil, do. They take they the men's. They definitely do, yeah. The father's name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The woman takes the husband's name as her own? She does, but also the children have both surnames. Ah, so see, that's different. It's in a different order than in Spain, because in Spain you go Father. first name, middle name. So my name's Douglas Alexander. Yeah. And then here it goes father's name, mo- mother's, mother's name. name. So the last then name. Then father's second last name, which is his mother's last name you're going too fast we've you've lost half of our audience oh, sorry. 
sorry, what you were going to say? Well, that they keep all the names. They keep both their matriarchal and their patriarchal names. They're, they're you mean when you marry? Maternal, maternal names. Yes. So, so like in my case, so Douglas, my or first Or even name. children of a partnership. Yeah, like when you marry, Have you don't change names. your name. No. Yeah, but the first two names are, are not family names necessarily. Generally, you just get two family names, generally. Like your, yes. your husband only has two family names, right? right. Mm-hmm. He literally has four. Sure, but, but he goes by two. Oh, right. So he did he goes write by down his father's all four. and his mother's. And then he has two more mm-hmm. added on to that. So he has four surnames. Well, there's a there's a thing here, which I guess we have to talk about now. The eight surnames, right? This is oh, a, yeah, the eight. <laughs> yes. This is a thing in the Basque country. <laughs> yeah. So if you know your four surnames, that means you know every one of your grandparents' surnames, right? Uh-huh. And if you know all of your eight surnames, that means you know all of your great-grandparents. Yeah. Although it should be more, right? It should be, shouldn't it be 16? <laughs> oh, no. Wait math. a minute. <laughs> four, eight. Yeah, we're terrible. Bear with us. So before, then it'll be, no, that's right. That's eights. Yeah. It's the parents. Yeah. It's eights. It would be the two. Yeah. It's all the man plus all the wives' names mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah. So then you get eights. So if you, and the line goes, and this is a bit of a joke and there's a film about it and it's a very funny film. Yeah. Which is you're only really Basque if all of your eight surnames are Basque. Are Basque, yeah. So that's kind of the joke. But on paper, you're only required to have two. And generally that's what people do. No, yeah, people usually go by two. Your husband is a bit, I mean, he goes by it, but he has No, he goes by two, but he, 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 they have, there are four. Because mm-hmm. his mother has two that are the, the you know, his mother and his father have two others yeah, yeah. that he's not going by, right? Yeah, but that's the thing. Some people have them. Some people don't. But generally, we don't write them in our birth certificates here or in mm. Latin America. We only get two. I don't know about birth certificates. I've never looked at his birth certificate. Well, I'm I'm doing nationality things, so I'm mm-hmm. looking into birth certificates. My great great my great grandmother, not great great, just great. So she had like three first names, like <laughs> one first name, two middle names, and then her two surnames. Okay, but, but that was in Catalonia. She's Catalan, not Basque, but it's okay. the same surname tradition. It goes same order, mm-hmm. so it's sort of similar. Yeah, they they uh, they alternate, right? Mm-hmm. Father, mother, father, mother, father, mother, right? In that order, exactly. Yeah. Whereas in Brazil, they Which would be... Which is still pretty patriarchal, right? That the father comes first always. Well, I it mean. depends how you look at it because the two cultures that's I grew I'm up in... That's how I'm going to look at it. That's fine. <laughs> but however, from my point of view, uh, like I grew up in, between Portuguese and English. And so in English, you ask me what my last name is not my surname i can you can say my surname but last name is surname it is but it not in the case of the basque country right because it's your penultimate name that is your surname not your last name it's not oh, wait, literally now we're your losing last listeners because because americans say last name not surname sure but what i mean to say is also it doesn't come in in the last place in in terms of the male name so, so your husband's father's surname comes before your 
his mother's surname. And then right. his mother's surname would technically come in the last place on his name, but it's not his last name. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, you know, my, he's I, going by, but he's going by his, in general, he's going by his father's surname. Of course, like most mm -hmm. people, yeah. Yeah. it's not that matriarchal yet. <laughs> uh, <no>. Yet, no, <laughs> not yet. But um, yeah, I mean, I think we're we're on the same page, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, my point was that as a gay guy who has been with uh, people of you know Basque culture, all my partners actually were Basque. It would be, it, and you know, sometimes we thought about adopting. I think I'm getting older for that right now. Okay. <laughs> so I'm thinking that's in my past. But when I came up, there was, there would they be a question about, about a surname. Yeah. And I always thought it was cute that if I had a, a, a baby with another guy from here, mm -hmm. both of us would be happy because I would be happy my name would be the last one. <laughs> and uh -huh. he would be happy his name would be the one before last. And why were you happy that yours would be the last one? Because in my both cultures, the last name is your surname, not your one before last. Oh. So if you were called, you know, uh, Ganusa Garcia, uh -huh. uh, then in all the countries that consider your last name your surname, Garcia would be your last surname. However, in the countries where you know, like Castilian speaking countries, they would consider the, the one before last, the surname. Uh -huh. So my partner would be happy here and then maybe Latin America, but I would you be happy in Brazil and then in the yeah. UK. It's like, you know, everybody got their <laughs> cute little intercultural relationships. Yeah. Some benefits, <laughs> many disadvantages. <laughs> But that was one of the nice cute. Oh, that was a tangent huh? on surnames. We didn't even see that coming. I mean, I, I, babies, I mean, surname. I, I, I love family trees and I've been doing my yeah, family trees. I know. So yeah, you're very into I, it. I guess. You actually got me into it. I love it. Thanks to you. Everybody should do their own. family trees. And half of our listeners probably have Basque uh, ancestry. I bet I have some back there. We're, I've got to figure out. We're going to find that. We're yeah, going to find we're that. Gonna, we're going to. I'm going to find some crimes. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> That'll be a special day. We could, special episode. We can have a family crime day. Yeah. Or talk about our own family members. All the crimes we can find From our the past. Own They're long dead. We can talk about them now. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I look, if, if I stretch the net wide enough, I'm sure I can find a lot of cousins oh, in prison. Oh, sure. <laughs> and even mini crimes. Yeah. Like that, that counts. Mini? We can... That's harder to find, but. Yeah. Wait for this. Major crimes, maybe not. But. Super AI might be able to tell us about our family. Super crime. AI, I don't know. Like every week. There's like, not a lot of fact checking. There. Every week, though. <laughs> no, it's not, not not factual yet. Yeah. <laughs> maybe when our listeners listen to this, it's become factual. But maybe not yet. Perhaps. Well, guys, let's this take is, a break. Okay. This is a good chance for a little break. Yeah. Bathroom break or whatever. Yeah, let's do it. See you in see you in two or three. Okay. Hi there, we're back. We're back. So hey, this, Douglas, what's this, your story? This crime is occurred in Chile. Mm. The neighborhood is called the Thames. Thames, Thames, T H A M E S, which is you know the river, the river in Thames. London. Yeah. yeah. 
Apparently, there's a neighborhood in Santiago called that. Okay. Um, and this guy who was uh, 23 years old, unfortunately, was killed with a sh- by a shot. And this guy was on a loose. Was shot. He was shot. It was uh, uh, there was a party going on, and uh, this guy came running in sort of as an excuse that he wanted to save this guy outside and apparently and he is the main suspect and finally they got him this happened in january i don't know 50 so wait somebody got killed it was in january at a party so the thing was there was a party in his neighborhoods in the uh-huh. thames neighborhoods and this guy came running in and said help help let this guy is on the floor he's hurt and they went out and they saw the guy had passed away. Uh-huh. They called the police, but this guy who went into the party was to who get shot help him. For him was the one who shot him. Oh. And so today we're seeing the news that he was arrested, sent to prison for sixteen years for that oh. killing. And uh, they have other during the process. They found some witnesses who did see. They just kind of randomly. We're having an argument. There's no explanation as to why, mm-hmm. but he Jorge Garro was 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 shot on his lower back somewhere. I said lumbar area. That was the, the L- area. The there. lumbar, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he passed away almost immediately. So today, Fabian Lucero is the guy who was condemned for his death. And so Garro is the Basque. And Garro is the surname. From the victim from Iparalde, from the northern Basque country, mm. from the victim, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we don't have an actual, um, like real cause. We don't have any explanation. A couple of articles that I read about it, but uh, at least he was condemned for sixteen years. Mm. So, so the victim was Garro. Yeah, Jorge Garro was a victim, and the guy who killed him was Fabian Lucero in Chile. Mm. And the surname came from north of the Basque country. Cute, like the, apparently there's a valley, Garro, or uh-huh. maybe Garro if it's French, but it comes from Basque, of course, Garro. Uh-huh. And uh, there's a castle and everything. I've never heard of that, so no, I've it never must been be there. tiny. Must yeah, be tiny. <laughs> tiny, tiny valley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lucero, I think, has some kind of connotation as well in Castilian. Do you know? I have no idea. I yeah, mm. I mean Lucero, I've heard of the surname, but I don't know if it's Basque or not. I don't think so. No, it's not Basque at all. But yeah. I, 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 I just think it's uh, got some weird meaning that is related to death as well. Oh, like Lucifer. <laughs> Like the devil? It actually is a variation of Lucifer. I just check it. It is actually <laughs> so that. the devil killed him. <laughs> well, it comes from light. Luce. Ah, Lucifer. because he was the... Okay, if I remember my Catholic upbringing. Uh-huh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> he was the fallen angel uh-huh. that became Lucifer. Okay. So I can't remember how he, like... Here it says he, he got into you know bad business with God or whatever, and then he became Lucifer. He was the fallen angel. I yep, know that. I remember that. And here, <laughs> here in etymology, it says because he was the carrier of light, apparently. Um, from the Greek hespero, 
<laughs> just spit out. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but wait a minute. I want to check the dictionary because I think it's an actual word. That's what I should have done in the beginning. Sorry, guys. <laughs> See, it is a word and it means a bright star or Luc Venus. Lucero. Lucero, yeah. Means bright star. Okay. Okay, well. I must be thinking of another word. In any case, <laughs> that bright star, that shine of light killed our oh, poor Jorge He was, well, I mean, that's what happened with Lucifer. He just seemed like he had a lot of promise and then he did something really bad. I can't remember what it was because I don't, I've blocked out a lot of my Catholic upbringing. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> well, I watched the. But I can't remember what he did to piss off you know, the higher ups to, yeah. to make him go down to hell or whatever and become the overlord of hell. Mm. Think of the devil. Basically. I mean, there's probably 80 versions, <laughs> right? We have to choose. Probably. <clears throat> most likely. I have to say I was, I was, and still am a very big fan of the Netflix show. Oh, Lucifer. Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> That's they, true. They got, kept going on a lot. Every about time Douglas takes care of Nana, I can see his, um, what he's watched mm -hmm. on Netflix. Yeah. <clears throat> my gay theme things love, I can find Lucifer is there a lot of like really hot men yeah well he for, for one he's bi which makes me Ooh, very happy okay. and you know it's it's a, it's an American series so there's enough ass kind of there's some ass keep okay. you entertained mm -hmm. he's a sexy little boy but is it about like a devil I haven't watched any of it is it good so he it's a kind of it's a little bit cheesy of kind course. of of course naturally but it, like you know, it's it's like, and it's a kind of cute take because somehow he is a devil and yet he cannot lie. Oh, so he has to say the truth, and he's just always using subterfuges. <laughs> Plus, everybody's saying, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "Not my father again." He's always like, <laughs> oh, so he refers to God as his father because it is, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, it's, 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 <laughs> that's I I like that cheesy bit. It's like. And so all, all the times it's kind of like just awkward that don't God is mentioned. Don't bring my father into yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. And, and he will kind of, just people don't pick up on it. And it's, I just love it. So they went on and on about how unjust it was for father to do that with him. But they didn't specify what he did. And I can't remember either. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure they were. I know I was taught it at some point, but I can't remember. I don't think they were really closely looking no, at the sure Bible. Yeah. Maybe, they're, maybe they are, though. I think they were good writers would do that i think yeah they well, would little they would build on a story you know that was already there you know well yeah yeah, yeah. versions and versions of course that everything's can, a version it can take everything us, is a version but it can take us so far from, <laughs> from reality you know yeah i mean it's funny like sometimes i see that and you guys have seen i love etymology seeing where mm. words come from yeah and it's really weird. Sometimes, and I'm sorry, I don't have an example right now, but a lot of times, uh, like uh, now I'm studying uh, Norwegian mostly. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy. You'll find a word and it's like from German. And then that came from Latin. And then that came from, you know, Turkish. And then that came from Arabic. And you're like, it used to be a, like a cushion in Arabic. And suddenly it's somebody's name or a way to kill somebody. It's like the name, <laughs> like the words go across culture and it becomes something else and it becomes something else. They lose all meaning. Well, not that they always have <laughs> or an they aspect. build on a meaning, That's right? the thing. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, yeah, they're building on something that was already there. They're built, but in a very different, I'm not sure built, uh, riff on. I think riff on sure. is more where That's I'm going. Good, yeah. So they, 
by the fourth riff, I don't know if we've got much connection with. First <laughs> so, so song. you don't think the TV show has anything to do with? I mean, it obviously has something, but there was this special, like, uh, sword that would kill anybody, even God or something. Mm. And I was like, I'm not. I mean, I'm not even Catholic, so I don't know if that exists. Yeah, that but, could exist. Yeah. I don't know. I can't remember anything like that, but it's, it's possible. And then it just depends what Christian you are as well, though. Yeah, there's so many. So there's a lot of different yeah. Christians. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Do you, do you think uh, Orthodox Christians believe in, <laughs> in Lucifer? <laughs> yes, I do. <clears throat> I think they just call him Putin. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I hadn't planned that. I thought it's true. Depending on your political <laughs> leanings, it'll be either Lucifer okay. or Biden. So I go back to the story. Yeah, so your your surname, though, you were saying is like, uh, mm-hmm. could be from French. Of French Valley, Garro. Garro, yeah, it was a valley in France, and there's a little castle, so it appears that's where the surname came from. Okay. In uh, Berra Which Navarra. Which is a good, like, um, what? how do you call it? Like a lead-in? A... Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I forgot uh, hook. Not a hook. It's well, a... sort of. It's... Shit. What's the name of that thing people do in called? podcasts? Yeah, lead but in. they... A good lead-in? A good... No, it's not lead-in. Oh, man, I can't remember okay. the word. Vocabulary escapes me now. Hook. No. <laughs> oh shit. Transition. That's what you want. Yes. It's a good transition. Okay. So yeah, your story about this valley in France mm-hmm. is a good transition because I in the northern Basque Country, Julie. <clears throat> oh, excuse me. Northern Basque Country. <laughs> southern Thank France. Thank you. Um does actually transition into a story I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. that was big news in our first story about French Basque Country. Well, I mean, we did touch on Northern Basque Country in uh, Witches Trial, oh, right? Oh, true, true, We true. did mention, although true. not much happened there. Yeah. It was a bit of living in the Northern Basque Country before. Yeah. Um, so this happened in a um, very, you know, like this is a beautiful little town, San Juan de Luz. Mm, San Juan de Luz, yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's a really beautiful. I mean. I've been there. Have you been there? I have. Mm-hmm. It's lovely. I hesitated a bit there, but yeah, I have. I went there for Corica. Oh, you went running? Douglas running. I mean, yeah, you did used to run. I remember you running at one point. Corica, Corica. Shall we explain to yeah, the go ahead. people Tell what it is? It's is. A yeah. Very cute little yeah. project. So it's it's a project that people have uh, created to support the Basque language and Basque education. Mm-hmm. So the way it works is every, I think it's every year, right? It's yeah. not every two years. It's, every, it's year. every year. So they make a whole route around all of, I don't, I'm not sure if you have to go through every Basque province, but it goes through all the Basque country. Mm-hmm. Big circle into Navarre, into the Basque uh, Autonomous Region, and then into Northern Basque Country. And every kilometer has to be sponsored by either a company or a private person or whoever wants to sponsor them. And each year they manage to usually build a whole new school, a Basque uh, new... Like Yeah, mm-hmm. in Castella, which will teach children usually in Basque for mm-hmm. the first year. So they, they just do that as a way, you know, for years to Ikastola try. Castell is like a primary school Yeah, in Basque, yeah. In Basque, yeah. So, you know, for it, regions like in the northern Basque country, which 
with a very centralized French education system, they really had no option in a public system to study Basque. So they had to have these kind of private schools to be able to study Basque mm-hmm. historically. I mean, now it's easier and there's some more options, but yeah, France is very bad at teaching anything but French. Mm-hmm. So it's super important there. And here it was also important because, you know, after dictatorship, there was very little education in, in Basque initially. Yeah. So, so I went up there and we, you know, you don't need to run like a lot. And I think I, no, you can do like a, I've done, I did it one year and it was, I did like a kilometer. Yeah. So I just ran through Bilbao for a kilometer. Exactly. And it's a lot of times it's just for fun and you've got, you know, music and Basque when you're running and people are, you know, singing little things, chants and Basque. And it's just as well, you know, it's a Basque culture thing and mm-hmm. it's very sweet Do you know it's even reached boise idaho oh i'm sure it has that's they so sweet i didn't know though. In boise idaho yeah oh that's because you know they have a castola in boise idaho as they well. must yeah mm-hmm. of course that's so nice so they even have the the corica that's Boise cute. Idaho. Shout out Boise Idaho. Shout out, shout out. <laughs> and I, I think we uh, since we're mentioning it and it's Let's hope it's unlikely to find any crime connected to <laughs> the <laughs> Corica. <Rica. laughs> it's possible, huh? Let's know. let's mention to the to the listeners the little uh, thing they say they when they shout when you're running they go I don't know. they go tippy tapa tippy tapa Corica. Oh, like step step step. Yeah, step 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 Just one step at a time, kind of thing. Exactly. Just one more step at a time. So it's always in your rhythm. It's very cute. It's very cute. (laughs) It's uh, it's cute. You know, once you've done it for, you know, that's exactly. I didn't do it for long. I only did it once, yeah. But it was traumatizing enough that it sunk into my heart. Why was it traumatizing? You know, running, running, running. Oh, yeah. Running is hard. No. I enjoy running. Not really. It was, it was, it's just very much a, cute cultural mm-hmm. thing and uh yeah yeah it's fun it is fun it's a good uh it's a fun experience yeah a lot of times when you're doing a little bit of like uh physical effort you're lifting something between three or four people people go you know kind of like let's go let's go let's go come on come on <laughs> so it's just kind of cute so well we're okay in so them. now we're in the uh northern bass country indeed which you know is in San Juan de Luz. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible, this is also very terrible. Mm. So a uh, 54-year-old 54, 54 Spanish teacher, so they were teaching Spanish mm-hmm. in this school, um, was stabbed by one of their students and killed. Yeah, I heard about that story. Yeah, we all it was heard horrible. Um, the It was a 16-year-old teenager um who apparently suffered from psychiatric problems and um, before attacking claimed that something like, quote unquote, it's not me, I'm possessed by the devil, is what they said. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm laughing because it kind of, that's why we mentioned it was the the witches. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it was a Catholic school. Oh, really? Yeah. So this oh. attack occurred on Wednesday morning. Well, this was in... When did this happen? This was in... Oh, no. I usually put the date. Oh, yeah. Recent. February. Mm-hmm. It was in February 2023. 
So it happened on a Wednesday morning uh, before 10 a.m. at the Colegio Santo Tomás de Aquino, mm. who is a very famous... St. Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. He's very famous in for... Catholic. For what? He's a saint, Julie. Oh, he's a saint. Okay. That's why I know the name. <laughs> like, why, why does that sound familiar? Uh, yes, a private Catholic uh, school. Um, so this person got up uh, from their desk... Lock mm-hmm. went to lock the classroom door mm. and then went st- directly to the teacher who was at the blackboard mm. and uh, he took out a knife and stabbed oh my gosh poor teacher yep it was a yeah I think it was a woman oh really poor person yeah um so he this the rest of the students tried to escape from the classroom while they were mm-hmm. while this was happening oh my um, gosh. Um, but it was another teacher who intervened and uh-huh. convinced him to hand over the one, the knife. So, um, yeah. And while, you know, before the police arrived, apparently the student confessed to that teacher who had convinced him to give him the knife, hmm. um, that he had heard voices and was mm. possessed. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, sadly, you know, this is a kid that like apparently had good grades. It was not a troublesome student, mm-hmm. no criminal record. Um, but yeah, there was a record of them having like some sort of psychiatric disorder. Mm. So so was the teacher, did she die? She died. Oh yeah. my gosh. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't clear when I first heard the news. Yeah. So that's pretty sad. That's very sad. Yeah. That was the first crime I'd heard about like, oh, that's, a, that's the French. Basque country. Mm-hmm. The northern sides. Yeah. So. That's a, in Basque, in Basque we say, uh, Ipar Alde. Ipar is north. Alde is side. So it's like the north side. <laughs> the north side of Alde. <laughs> That's why I've I learned said. that many times on this podcast. You see, you're going to learn Alde like at least five words. Of course, I'm learning every day <laughs> on this podcast, which is the point. I'm learning along with. All well, listeners. let's let's learn, Mr. Tommaso D'Aquino, as you were asking before. Oh yeah, who the hell is that? <laughs> he's uh, he's born twelve twenty five. What did he do that was so special? Was an Italian Domin- oh. Dominican friar and priest, an influential philosopher and theologian and yes, jurist. Yes, that's that's it, philosopher. I mean, oh, that's why yeah, it sounds sure, familiar. Yeah, yeah, true, true, true and jurists in the tradition of scholasticism from the county of Aquino in the kingdom of Sicily. Mm. Yep. He's, he's known uh, within the tradition as the Dr. Angelicus, the Dr. Communis, the Dr. Universalis, or whatever, right? Mm. Interesting. Natural theology. <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. I don't get, I mean, I'm sure he wasn't, I mean, Inigo does mention him a lot. So (laughs) he was important. No, that's, I think that's why it's more familiar than my Mm -hmm. Catholic upbringing. I think it's more of the, a philosophy thing. I think he's pretty famous. Wasn't he the one who? I don't remember because I also don't remember what I've learned in philosophy from my studies. I'm just very. did study philosophy, but. You yeah. did, yeah. How, how, well, at university. Cool. Yeah. Oh, at uni. That's nice. Well, I didn't. I didn't major in philosophy, no. but I took philosophy classes in for like college, a yeah. year or more. 
Yes, because I mean, it's all part of I have a communication degree, so you always mm. learn about theory. Mm. And so there's a lot of philosophy in that. Nice. My, my biggest problem is I never remember names. So I'm like, I remember the ideas. And then I'm like, what? Who was who that? Who was that? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Aquinas was a prominent proponent of natural theology and the father of a school of thought encompassing both theology and philosophy known as Thomism. He argued God is the source of the light of natural reason. Oh, we're back to Lucifer. Right. It's all full circle. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, he argued uh, that God was the source of light of natural reason and the light of faith. Oh, well, he sounds like a real religious type. So Yeah. Greatest philosoph medieval philosopher, theologians. Well, there we go. Yeah. 12th anyway. century. Anyway. He was into gods. Yeah. And then somebody got possessed, maybe by Satan. Maybe. <clears throat> maybe. Too much light in that school. Mm. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Yeah. Just just try and sad. move on. Just trying to move on. All right. I'll give you one more story and then we'll take a break. Okay. Mm -hmm. So this is my last. It's not. This one's not as gruesome, but it's not great. It's not your last story, but it's your last story. No, the last story. one before our break. Mm -hmm. Okay. So on, um, let's see, this happened, this happened recently. This happened on Tuesday this week. Oh my gosh. We're, we're way up to, we're too up to date. Way up to date. This happened on Tuesday. So uh, there was this woman who um, went, was living, living in a flat in um, San Francisco. Okay. Our name, well, close to our neighborhood. Yep, it's a, it's in the between yeah, our the neighborhood. neighborhood. <clears throat> um, and she rented. Okay, I'll I'll just read you the highlights. All right. Mm. So on Tuesday morning, the woman tried to leave the house in order to buy food. This mm. is a translation from Google, mm -hmm. so I'm reading it directly from the translation. But when she tried to leave, uh, the door was locked and couldn't leave. Okay. A house. Yes, a house that she was living and oh. renting. Oh. Right? She lived with a couple, right? Oh, right. Okay. So, <clears throat> they, she had agreed to live in this apartment. The story is that she agreed to live in this apartment with this couple mm -hmm. um, and per have performed sex work okay. because apparently that's what they did in this apartment. Okay. Okay. But um, she was allowed to do that, we're saying. Right. And I think that that was the deal they had with everybody who lived in mm -hmm. that apartment. Right? It so was there like, was it her was a place where you could one go to... One more couple? Or there's more people was, as well? We don't... I don't know. Okay. It's not clear if there was more people mm -hmm. also living in the flat. Um, so she said, okay, I'll go rent this room from you and i will practice sex work from this room and i will give you part of the like as in a commission like oh, i don't really? know what they would get okay. like a, i don't know i they assume would get a she part would of pay her, rent but... part of her sales as well as sure he's, well because so he's kind of a john already they were, they were like allowing it to happen no, not, the john is a client who's the guy who a pimp a pimp he's kind of like the owner is kind of a pimp now yes so like had an apartment that was pretty much set up, I guess, for women to come in and out to do sex work and he would get part of the, yeah, a pimp. So mm -hmm, he'd get part mm -hmm. of the money, but it was a couple apparently, not just a man, right. it was a man and a woman. Right. <clears throat> so, um, so they made this agreement where she was like fine with that. Mm -hmm. Like she was a sex worker. So she was going to, and then share part of her 
money and pay rent, I guess. But when she went to leave one day to buy food, she mm-hmm. went out to go shopping. She couldn't leave. Um, oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it was locked. And she asked them to open, open the it. door. And they refused to open the door. Oh so, basically, gosh. they illegally detained her yeah. in the place. Yeah. So, she ended up calling the police. And apparently, they had like a... Kafafa. Well, an argument about like, like, oh, please don't call the cops. <laughs> Let's try to work this out. Oh my gosh. But it was too late. The cops were on their way. Good. So this couple was then arrested for detaining oh. her illegally. Of course. They, I mean, what? yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Poor woman. I know. Poor woman. I know. I mean, that's difficult enough a situation to be in. Imagine exactly. people. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I like, mean, there's... and then it gets, yeah. Then it's like scary. And it's like, oh great. Now I'm unsafe. I thought I was doing something safe where, yeah. you know, I might be in a place where I could determine who I bring here and yeah, how I want to do business. Yeah. And, and then to then be like faced with the situation, like, Oh, they're not going to let me out. Like, yeah. oh, so they're going to try to hold me here against my will and try to control me That's somehow. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean, but I think they got arrested for it. So luckily she was able to. Good. I'm not sure how permanent solution that's going to be. It sounds a bit temporary, really, because. No, it sounds like they're going to get like a slap on the wrist. Yeah. And they're going to continue to do what they're doing. And yeah. to somebody else. She's probably going to leave, but hopefully somebody else will. Probably yeah, take your place. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think we have to mention, like, I, I, I think I, I, I think it's similar in most developed countries, but here it's a very big problem, uh, people trafficking, and mm-hmm. even to the point of where we can confidently call the situation slavery in a lot of situations. Yep. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of cases like that. Forced sex trafficking. Yep. In, in, the, in the whole peninsula, in Spain, in the Basque country. Mm-hmm. And it, that sounds like it's it's so common to have people in inhumane, illegal situations that this guy kind of was, you know, he this couple, sorry. Felt just... Yeah, like, right? Felt like... Like they could do that. They right? could do that, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know... Because it felt so... A lot of times... We permissive have, for them, right? It, it felt so acceptable in their in their kind of world, right? Yeah. In a way. Yeah. And I think we have to talk about this a, a few more, like a couple more topics, for example. One of the issues is that a lot of those peoples who are trafficked are from third world countries uh-huh. and a lot of times either they don't have a passport they're immigrants yeah or the people who traffic them are keeping their passport or they're controlling mm-hmm. them somehow through paperwork we're saying yeah like that they owe mm-hmm. them x amount of yeah money x amount of money mm-hmm. so you know all those things to are pay back their debt you know yeah very problematic and all probably even if not directly in this case specifically, they're all issues that we're having to deal with here. Yeah. For sure. And it's really, really sad. So now basically, even though this couple got arrested, she's probably, this woman Mm -hmm. is probably still in another shitty position. Mm -hmm. You know, like now she's got to find somewhere else to live. Well, at least we're, we're, I mean, I'm confident and I'm, 
I mean, I don't, you know. I can't imagine she's in a great place either, even though this all, you know, was resolved. No. Like, it could have been much worse, obviously. Of but, course. like, she's still not in a great place. No, because even if, 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 if her intention was to just continue with her, you know, what she's been doing up till now, it's, it's not that simple to find a, a place where you're able to, you know, do sex work. Safely, yeah. Yeah, safely. feel safe, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So that's my, that's the last one of my really harder stories. Hardcore I mean, core stories. It was lighter than I'm, I'm still, I'm still, yeah, I'm out of death. <laughs> I'm I, done with death. <laughs> I've still got one For more. Now. Okay. I've still got one more, um, one more assassinato. Okay. What do you call okay. it? Okay. Killing? One more death. One more death. Yes. <laughs> but before that, um, let's let, take a break. Let's take a break. <laughs> back <laughs> hello. hello how you doing okay so it's my turn now yeah um the story is that in el salvador mm-hmm. margaret chacon suniga suniga mm. or or suniga yeah Sunya or, or Suniga. yeah probably in, in el salvador it's suniga probably yeah, yeah it's true it's true in any case, I get. Let's see if our listeners are starting to tune into the words. I'm sure they'll. Well, they might identify that Suniga is the is the surname that is Basque. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so she is married to um, Andres Felipe Perez Hoyos. Okay. Is her husband. Okay. And they are accused, both her and her husband, of planning. And being involved in paying for the assassinato, the murder, murder, like murder for hire, murder for hire of um, Marcelo Pecci, who was a um, fiscal Paraguayo, a fiscal, a prosecutor. Is that what he is? Fiscal, yeah, he's prosecutor. So that what he is. He's okay, so they were arrested. So yes, uh, the so she they were arrested because they were arrested because they were organizing a murder for hire, a murder for hire of the prosecutor. Mm. Uh, the prosecutor is called Mar- Marcelo Pecci or Pezzi or Pecci probably. Pecci, yeah. If it's from Italian origin, we assume it's Pecci, and so that's why she was apprehended in El Salvador. Uh, uh, but all the the killing and everything happened in Colombia. Oh, so, so they did kill this guy. They did apparently. And the, the, the husband was already in jail, and she was fugitive. Um, and one of the slippery. It, it was it was very slippery. <laughs> I mean, she slipped out of there. <laughs> yeah. She's like, "Honey, you go down for this. <laughs> I'm gonna go on holiday." So they were from. So she escaped. Yeah, she escaped to she El was Salvador. From, they were from Colombia, and mm-hmm. then she went to, to El Salvador, where yeah. she was arrested. Okay. Yeah, and she was trying to settle there. We know this because she was with another man, <gasps> and she was presenting herself as single and a oh. housewife. Oh. And why? Why is the housewife? I, I mean, I just read some. That's what they called her. 
No, no, no. They didn't call her housewife. She was presenting herself in El Salvador as the kind of partner to this El Salvadoreño uh-huh. trying to get nationality or citizenship. Okay. So in this documentation, she presented herself as a housewife. Why is that funny? Because she only left the country, I think it was 170 times. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and they were like, well... <laughs> Where's all this money coming from? Yeah, or you're just a lowly housewife. Yeah, and they were like all these. Me- well, some housewives have a lot of money with their husband's money, right? For so sure, they can leave the country for on sh- holiday girl trips. Yeah, I, one of the funniest comments in the story I was reading. I mean, it's not that hilarious, but she was like, it was like, I, and then it was specifying. I don't know if it was like plane trips or whatever but it was like out of those 70 none of them were for colombia <laughs> they're like that's suspect because she was going wait none everywhere. of them were from colombia to colombia so from El Salvador. Oh. so she oh, okay. went everywhere apart from colombia okay so you know that was part of them being suspect okay so let me get this straight so she and her husband in colombia mm-hmm. hired someone yep. to murder marcelo pitching prosecutor a prosecutor from colombia from colombia mm-hmm. and then he was arrested for the crime yeah and she, meanwhile mm-hmm. she took off and yeah. went to el salvador yeah but both of them just paid i mean you know they didn't actually well yes but it's also a crime to hire of course, somebody to murder someone. Of course. i'm just highlighting the <laughs> husband wasn't you know there and, and this was part of our fun discovery we had to google what 1.5 billion oh what they paid pesos, yeah that was what, so. That's what they paid. One point five billion pesos, which turns out is wait. 400... That's a lot for a hire. That's a four... lot for a murder for hire. Well, but it is a prosecutor. Yeah, but that's a lot. So that's four hundred thousand. People do that for so much less. For our listeners, four hundred thousand dollars U.S. No, three. It was two hundred. Three hundred thousand euros. That was 200,000 euros. 290 something thousand okay, so euros. Okay, 300,000 euros. But 400, more Double. or less 400,000 dollars is what the... That is a lot to pay somebody to hire, to murder someone. I It, it doesn't it necessarily say it was one person. I think there maybe was a group of people. So, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I guess murder is getting expensive, Julie. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's a lot. I, you know, in all of my true crime... Oh, really? History. Uh-huh. It's like reading about murder for hire and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Never has it reached $400,000. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm not into these never. prices. I'm never. Like, oh, it's, that's, I think it's a house. There are people that murder for $5,000. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. $10,000 is like a good take. Yeah, but like that that that's a husband. Maybe not like, a prosecutor. Maybe tops I've heard like 20,000, but 400,000 is a fucking lot. But that's like, you know, 5,000 is like a husband. Prosecutor. Come on. <laughs> I guess. I guess cuz it's high profile. It would be a high profile case. So He's got security. <laughs> yeah, true, true. It's it's more it's more. Yeah, but Jesus Christ, I've never heard that in my whole life. Really? No, and I've read a lot about this stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's what Google said. Wow. But but they were saying that 1.5 billion was all the money involved, you know, it didn't say. So there were no eight months after the killing there were no clarity 
about who the intellectual uh, authors were, but they knew that there were coordination between various countries and there, there was more than 1.5 billion pesos uh, involved handed, in the yeah, in the, in the crime. Yeah. They, they saw wow. que se entregaron. So there were like, they were handed over more than 1.5 billion in, in pesos. Colombian pesos. Yeah. Because yeah. it's 1,500 millones. So I get confused because they say 1,000 million, which is a billion. Oh, no. That's a billion in That's English. A... Yeah. Mil millones is a billion in English. Mm-hmm. Believe me. It's not a billion. I no, in, I know, I know. In, 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 but there you go. Damn, that's a lot of money. So we didn't go a lot into this. I'm sure there's political uh, so, motivation, okay, like, right? Because this I'm is a prosecutor. I'm still a little confused about the story. So tell me. So she, okay, so she's married to this guy. They hired somebody or to kill a prosecutor. Many people to kill this one prosecutor. Mm. They put a lot of money into it, yeah. obviously. And then she went to El Salvador. He got caught, right? He got after caught and the, arrested mm-hmm. she, for the crime. She disappeared. And then she took off. She fled the country and went to El Salvador and presented as a housewife. The thing is, and what brought her down was like that her her status, like when they looked into her back when she was trying to get Ecuadorian, mm-hmm. El, no, not Ecuadorian, El Salvadorian yeah. Uh, nationality. Yeah, they were looking at her flight history. Yeah, exactly, say, like, exactly. Ma'am, you're not presenting who you really are. Yeah. Sort of thing. Because the first story that I came across is kind of saying, like, you know, Interpol has, has you know, come up, has. Because um, they were looking for her, yeah. Uh, so Gustavo Villatoro, uh, the Minister for Justice and, and, and Public Safety in El Salvador, um, and Interpol have confirmed the capture of the woman who was the wife of Andres Felipe Perez Hoyos. And they're highlighting that the president of El Salvador is insisting that they're not like a refuge for criminals. And so it feels like they knew this woman was there somehow. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oh, you don't want to like extradite her through Interpol. Mm-hmm. And so apparently this was a bit of a process. And so because the president had to come out and say, I'm not, we're not like a refuge for criminals. It appears like he was either blindsiding them for some time and not answering, or maybe looking like a refuge for criminals for some time. But apparently he's, you know, apparently come out and said, no, we're not going to be a refuge for criminals. So it's kind of, it looks well, like... he had to defend himself because she was there. It appears she was there too long. Interpol and yeah. whoever else was looking, El Salvadorian, like, uh, yeah. or Colombian uh, authorities were looking for her and mm-hmm. found her in El Salvador. And then El Salvador had to come out and say, like, no, 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 we're not trying to hide exactly. this person. It seems like that. And through the, mm. this process, you know, I mean, you know, they didn't know initially that she was a criminal, but... It comes out. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious about the whole thing, though. Like, how is she presenting as a housewife? <laughs> so the thing was, one of the another person was taken into custody, which was her her supposed partner in El Salvador. Okay. So he was presenting as her partner, and okay. she was presenting him as her 
husband, husband. partner and right. so she wanted to get papers so through him she was trying him. to get papers mm. to be a citizen of yeah El Salvador. or at least legally settled mm-hmm. and uh it turns out she was a criminal in Colombia. Mm-hmm. A good, An you know, big convict. criminal. Yeah. Like, Not a convict. She wasn't a convict yet. No. But yeah. Her a, uh, a uh, person of interest. I don't know. What would you call it? Uh, escape fugitive. Suspect. <laughs> Something like that. Yes. Yeah. So Suniga is the surname. And <laughs> I, I don't know the, the origins. Shall I look into that? Or are we, sure. are we good with it? Why not? Let's, let's, let's have a quick check. Where does that name come from? Mm. It's it's kind of an unusual. I'm not sure we're gonna find it. I tell you when I went to um, shout out to Liberia Camera mm-hmm. in Bilbao. Oh, did you get anything oldest, about a? Mm-hmm. It's one of the oldest bookstores, bookshops in Bilbao. Mm-hmm. And I was in there. I don't know, a few months ago. I think it was probably over Christmas time looking for gifts and stuff, but I ended up finding a few crime books. Ooh. And one of the books I found was an alphabetical list of all <laughs> Basque surnames. It's very Basque to be so and organized. I, and no? I was like, should I buy this book? <laughs> just to have every single Basque name listed. Oh, it was like, just it, for it was surnames? Like eight, it was all surnames. It was just oh, all surnames. I thought you meant like criminal surnames. No, 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 no. <laughs> No, I, I found some crime books with the Basque Country, but I also saw this book that was just Basque surnames. I mean, that's beautiful. And I was like, we should buy this. I do love that. I mean, there's a lot of... For the on- pod. There is a lot of online resources in general, but I am... Yeah, I do. There look, is. Yeah, there is. But... Um, I do look up random ones. It was a pretty thick book, too, so... There's a lot of surnames, for sure. It was first found in Navarre. Okay. Navarra. Mm-hmm. If a surname is very small, it's very hard to find reasonable information about it because, you know, sometimes there's just like 100, 300 people with that surname, Mm -hmm. especially, yeah. Here we go. Uh, Habitational name from the place in Navarre named Zuniga. That's nice and easy. Always from a place, yeah. Uh, From Basque Suin, cultivated land, a field, sorry. And Suin eat. means cultivated land. Suin. I mean, I don't recognize that name, so it might be Old Basque or maybe Basque. Or from Navarra. In Navarra, yeah, it could be. But I don't recognize it as a name in Basque today. It's not like my Basque is that good anyway. But cultivated field and Iga, which is means an inclined slope. And I can see that Igo is to climb. So, yeah, it makes sense that Iga would be. So a, a, a cultivated slopey. That is on an incline. That's where that family was. Damn. <laughs> on a slopey field. <laughs> so Miss Slopey Fields was apprehended. Good. Well, she, I mean, I'm. it's actually like with that amount of money that she paid mm. for this murder. These crimes are high. high I can't high believe she didn't get away with it. Like right. With that kind of fucking funding. Yeah. <laughs> behind her that she wasn't able to get away with yeah. it. Yeah. She got you to Asia. With that amount of money. Right. Go to Asia. Don't stick yeah, it around like- Latin America. <laughs> Hit it, baby. How did she get caught? To- she had so much resource. You know, she had so, so many, many resources, you know. Clearly. 170 trips everywhere. She's just an fucking idiot criminal. <laughs> they deserve to be caught. Yeah, they do. 
They do. It's and not some, like it's not like if they were intelligent about it, we'd be happy. But Jesus, no. But I mean, with that <laughs> amount of money, it's just insane that they don't get away with it. It's anyway, just, yeah, that's that's not here nor there. They should be caught. Yeah. Obviously, it's yeah. good that they were caught. They found her. That's great. Intense. They did. <laughs> Shout out to all the good Sunyagas out there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Don't let this don't let this crime taint your name. No, let's hear, let's hear all about the good stuff. So you have a good story now. Wow. Okay, so um, let's go more lighthearted. All right, yeah, shall we? That's um, well, well, okay. I'm gonna go with this story that's not lighthearted, but it's not as devastating. It's just an accident, okay. Really. And um, more of a health and safety. I thing. was thinking because you know it's March going into April that. I started cleaning up mm. our terrace. Spring cleaning for spring. time. Uh, you start planting things yeah. and open being, cupboards. Yeah, you try to, you know, plant stuff for start to be growing, right? Oh, right. This poor man, a 65 year old man, died yesterday. When was this? 29th. Today's the 31st. So two days, days ago. ago. Two days ago. 65 year old man died two days ago. When a tree fell on him, mm. when he was trying to prune his trees, and it fell on him. That's yeah. unlucky. Gee, I know. This is in San Sebastian. Mm. He was just pruning his trees, and the tree fell on him. So the tree is the one that committed the crime. Yeah, <laughs> this story. That is poor guy. So sad. I know. Mm. Like. I think about these types of things all the time. You know, when you get older, you start thinking mm-hmm. about like the weird things that will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> You're just out pruning. It can be trees. anything. It could be anything at this point. Could be a glass of water, honey. <laughs> could be falling out of the shower, you know, like. Tell me about it. All yeah. these things. Yeah. So, yeah, this poor guy, 65. So he's probably like just retired, finally retired from his working life. <sighs> Just trying to make his garden beautiful so he could just chill out there Something and enjoy relaxing. his life. And poor guy got killed by his own tree. Man, that is sad. I know, I know. Also, not as gory. No, no, but not just as gory. But fatalistically. Yeah. And then, okay, I have another story that's also like timely for right now. Oh, okay. yeah. So uh, we are coming up on spring break but the spring break here is all connected to easter oh right you're right, right. yes i mean i try to ignore it but you're so right so <laughs> i i always call it spring break because i try to like get rid of the the, the religious the religious elements. aspect of it mm-hmm, yeah mm-hmm. so literally we're being we have time off because it's easter holiday right it, it is true mm-hmm. so in Bamaseda. It, which is They're getting geared up country. for their living passion of Christ. Oh my gosh, it's representations. Famous. It's so if anybody's ever been here during Easter, mm-hmm. it's nutso. It's there's a lot of weird things happening. Very, very nutso. And as an American, when I first came here and there were these parades during <laughs> Easter, everybody looks as if they are Klux Klux Klan members. KKK. Yeah. That's what you heard. That is what they're wearing. Like they're wearing robes with the cone hoods. Mm-hmm. And it's super freaky. Some are in white. 
some are white, some are black, some, some are red, are some are purple. Yeah, yeah. there's all so sorts, there's all of, sorts colors. of colors, but it's fucking freaky. It's weird. weird. <laughs> yeah. And let, let us just, you know, for the sake of historical accuracy, the KKK did inspire themselves. Was inspired by. By them. Like, so. By it, these Christian, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like Their rituals, yeah. Processions. I, you know, because of this relationship with the KKK, I was like, I've never looked into why they put some cones on their heads yeah. like I, uh, why they're why they're disguised why are you disguised yeah, yeah. I, like one of the aspects like which is weird as hell could, because i used to live like seven years or so on uh cortes street cortes is where there is a procession yeah the most famous procession in yeah. Bilbao. Mm-hmm. uh and for context i think it's necessary for context it's one of the how can we describe it? It's a, well, wait a minute. Okay. There's a few layers of, 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 I think, context that we need, which is, okay. first, it's one of the toughest neighborhoods in Bilbao. Yeah. Uh, that goes connected with the fact that there's a lot of sex work, a mm-hmm. lot of immigrants. Mm-hmm. Uh, for centuries, at least a couple, mm-hmm. in the sense that there have has been a lot of immigration from Spain. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why the procession is there and what happens there? Why do I say this? Because there is a tradition in Andalusia of singing to the saint that is being carried by the group of processing people, you know, mm-hmm. and that either a saint or Christ or some, you know, Mary, somebody important for that, and they'll go down. And in this case, I know that there's a Christ that goes down. It's Christ. Well, because yeah. it's. I don't know. Does it always I Christ? Know. It's yeah. I believe it's you. Easter. I believe you. I, let's it's take... when Jesus died, he was crucified, and then he came back to life. I know that element. So the procession is about his crucifixion, I think. I think. Well, it's all it's all in that area, right? He was so, crucified and then came back to life. Those are the days so, of the of Easter, right? Yeah. The interesting thing in my um interpretation of it is I live in this very conflictive street, which is usually, let's just say, a little bit dirty because mm-hmm. it's not, you know, super downtown. And now they're keeping it a little bit cleaner, but, you know, Bilbao has high standards of cleanliness. I'm they really saying. do. They really Why do. is this important? This is actually, I'm not mentioning this for no reason. It's because, and you know this, it's not only adults that do this mm-hmm. procession, it's a lot of children, mm-hmm. and they go. Barefoot. Barefoot. Yeah. On this asphalt street. Yeah. That has had a lot of drug people taking. Or glass. Everything. Everything. Glass, everything dog shit. Everything. There's yeah. like. <laughs> they do clean it before the procession. You can imagine. They, they do. The they come through. Pee, with people pee. And <laughs> before we dogs shock. Pee. Before we shock everybody, they do come through with the. the yeah. What do you call it? Bleach. Bleach. And they bleach everything, you know, and they scrub everything to some extent. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's like to watch these kids with the little cone hats. And I know. It's freaky as hell. It's very freaky. So <laughs> I was, I never, you know, it was so much shocking shit that I never really cared about why there was a cone on their heads. So... <laughs> I get the the no foot no thing on your feet, right? You're gonna suffer with Christ. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, but the the cone, you know, yeah, I don't get it. 
But yeah, all, well, all the cleanliness to say so, they go barefoot, a lot of them. Yeah, so this in Balmaceva is where they take it to the next level, right? So this is the story. They're yeah. all like, they're yeah. all like gearing up for. So in Balmaceva, which is in Biscaya, which is, uh, I don't know, it's not that far from Bilbao. It's what? I don't know. I don't know Just west kilometers? from here? Yeah. And it's, um, they have one of the processions that are most popular because they reenact the whole crucifixion, mm -hmm. including with people literally flagellating themselves with the, yeah. And barefoot, uh, what straight ranger? No, the razors. Yeah. They cut themselves with razors sometimes. Oh, Jesus Christ. I thought they were just flagellating, you know, like, yeah, but what do you flagellate back. with razors onto their back? I mean, in Latin America, there's a lot of places. Well, I don't know. Do I don't know if that's what they're doing in Balmaceda, but maybe. But it is. It is. I've heard that it's quite. Uh, we haven't actually gone. Douglas and I no, are not, have not no, seen it firsthand. No. We've heard a lot about it, yeah. and we know that it is a big yeah. deal, and that there are like thousands of visitors that go every year to yeah. to watch. This and we thing. know there's blood. And there's tickets and like everything. Like real to blood. Go now. Yes, people are actually. So, however, they beat themselves. Yeah. They beat themselves until there's yes. blood. So they basically reenact the whole passion of Christ yeah. or whatever. Where yeah. exactly? Uh, so, <laughs> so they're gearing up for that. So that I thought that was appropriate for this week. It is. <laughs> the it whole is. gear up to that. It is. It'll be a little bit late um, when this comes out, but okay. You know, so this is the story. Is like um, every Easter, Balmaceda, um is the scene of a living stations of the cross. Right. Mm. So each part of the there's a reenactment. Right? Yeah, there's yeah, they stages, I guess. Right? Mm -hmm. Stages of the cross. So um, 700 people participate in this tradition, and it's been maintained for centuries. Um, so, uh, so despite the fact that some authors date its origins to 1480, mm. the year in which plague epidemic devastated the town, there's mm. no documentary confirmation of the existence of this representation until 1771 when the processions of Easter and Corpus Christi. Okay. Mm. So that's officially, I guess, documented of when they started doing this whole reenactment. Mm -hmm. So um, in the 19th century, new elements such as the penance or Nazarenes or the Pharisees or the soldiers of the Roman guard were introduced, mm -hmm. which became one of the most characteristic elements to this day. In this last decade, the 19th century, the top character by definition of Holy Week, the Nazareño, 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 or Jesus Christ, is mentioned for the first time. It is from this moment that one can speak of a living representation of the passion of Jesus Christ. In 1963, what is undoubtedly the peak moment of each staging was incorporated, the crucifixion. So uh, that all that was like Google translated to mm -hmm. from a web page I found about this like where you could buy tickets to watch this thing the reenactment yes mm -hmm. <laughs> so there you it's go it's intense it's, it's very intense, super intense. <laughs> okay so you're just mentioning that that happens and that people which i kind of see as a crime because it's just not so yeah. first of all that there are crime of logic <laughs> i don't know like i don't know why i see it as a crime it's always shocked me to see these i'll tell you what i tell you what as it has you right I, like I, people I'll, that look like they're part of the ku klux klan i'll tell you what walking through town like that is shocking very shocking sure. although i also understand we can have points of view that 
color our impression. Sure. And this, obviously, I'm an American, so those, to me, that's like shocking. Those, you know, grown-up people have the right to express their religion however they want, and I totally mm. support that. Sort of, as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. But mm. that's that's the line, and I think, you know, I didn't know that you didn't have a specific problem against it, but I'm happy to say, I don't have taking a your kids. I just taking your kid barefoot on Cortes is a fucking crime. Yeah. It's what it is. And yeah. I, I think it's a crime to, to bring up a child. And now now I, I might burn half of our listeners in the US. But oh, no. I'm just like, I don't think it's okay to, to make your child your religion. I think it's a child's choice to choose their religion. And, and mm-hmm. when you get to the point where you're making them walk barefoot on freaking disgusting asphalt, Mm. in the middle of town that for me is a bit of an abuse so I, of course it's not like that kid's got to be adopted but it, kind of abuse but it's still like that's wow. way too I, much than i would accept well, from my parents personally i mean my, i would if i could divorce my parents the moment they told me to do that i would like that's kind of how i feel you know like mm-hmm. i don't think it's 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 you know it's they're not like abusive but it is psychologically unfair I'm not okay. Well, I mean, I think it's normal that you raise your kids in your own religion. Everybody doesn't. Yeah. But it doesn't, I don't think and it's morally like okay. And even like walking on a dirty street is not criminal in my, in my, in my opinion. Cause I mean, my parents let me do a I lot mean, of I, shit. I was allowed to walk <laughs> barefoot. Bare, 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 barefoot. Yeah. But that's different to saying now you're going to walk bare, bare, barefoot, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for the, for the passion of Christ. <laughs> Exactly. It's like I didn't choose myself to it, and they said okay. But my parents did let us choose. Mm-hmm. At some, they raised us up to a point, and then they let us choose if we wanted to stay in the religion. What? Yeah. Sure. As as minors, so that was good. That was good for my parents. Like I, I respect my parents for that. So I understand parents wanting to raise their kids in a in their religion, mm. uh, but. Uh, yeah, I can see how you could see it being child abuse to walk down Cortez. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm Buddhist and I'm gay. So I don't think it's acceptable for people to impose their expectations on my sexuality just as much as I don't expect them to, you know, I don't be, expect to be imposed. I mean, I, I expect I will be and I was. That's natural. It's what ha- ha- has happened. But I don't think it's okay. I think it should stop. We shouldn't be imposing either our sexuality or our religion on our children, mm. right? That's my just my principle, and it's be, it, probably because I'm neither the religion of my parents or the sexuality of my parents. I mean, it's the same for every gay person, but that mm-hmm. just makes me more sensitive to those issues, I guess. Yeah, like especially. I guess know. the crime here is. I don't know what the crime is. Well, there's a ten percent possibility that kid. I guess is because gay. of the yeah. I guess because <laughs> may, of the, the know, iconography, you know, like the oh, the there's robes a, and everything. Now just makes me freaked out. Now, there's as a, an American, it makes me freaked out. To there, see this there's there's something that I like, and I think is going to freak you out. And then the f- self flagellation in public mm-hmm. is weird to me. It is. It, and imagine if your dad is like going, beating himself going, in front go, of you. Like a thousand, you know, a thousand people or more go to watch this thing in Bamaseda. Mm-hmm. And it's actually a person whipping themselves mm-hmm. with 
perhaps razors, as you said. The reason now to I, make themselves bleed. I know they do that in South America, definitely in Brazil. There's lots of places I'm not where sure people what they use do in razors, and it's the same. It's during. But I know that it is the Christ thing. So like people are bleeding and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, or they actually put like a crown of, thro- of uh, thorns, thorns on the head, and they yeah. actually cut them and bleed. And yeah, which to me is just crazy. <laughs> Or is it just passion? I don't know. Fun facts. What? Which I was going to mention earlier, but is that, do you know, the hair of Christ. <gasps> has of been the, found. The statue. They have a DNA. No, they no, no, DNA. no. The Christ statue that goes down in the Cortes procession. Uh-huh. Has long, big black hair. It's from. Like Arabic hair? It's from sex workers. They. From Cortes, they donated their hair for Christ. For the statue. Yeah. For the... the, 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 the what do you call because the statue? Because on Cortes, don't they... Isn't the tradition that the... They sing they to, sing Christ, to yeah. They stand on the balconies and they sing exactly. as the procession goes All by. that comes from Andalusia. And it's all sex workers that do it. Like, well, traditionally, like, the brothels yeah. are all singing to him. The women who and sing. And that's why they go down Cortes. Yes, exactly. exactly. Because Christ was... A friend of the sex workers. Yeah. What's the name? Magdalene. Mary Magdalene. Is their excuse. I think they're just being sexist, but. Well, well, she probably spoke to men and that's why she was a fucking bitch. That's why she was a sex worker. She spoke to men. She said, hey. You don't speak to me. Sex worker. Yeah. Anyway. Enough disparaging Christians. We digress. We digress. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You believe in whatever you want. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Anyway, these religious traditions—they're just funny. Wow, that's the best. Anyway, yeah, spring break's coming, yeah. which means we're gonna see some processions. KKK. KKK. <laughs> not really. No, we know they're not part of the KKK. It's a religious expression, yeah. and it's super fun when visitors come, right? Yeah, to be like, check this shit out. <laughs> Look at our traditions we have in our crazy city. <laughs> You gotta come visit, guys. You, you gotta, gotta come see visit. this. Nobody will believe what I'm telling yeah. you. And it's 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 okay to get your picture with with a group of KKK guys here. Yeah, I mean, it's cool. You 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 say they're KKK. Maybe this year we should try to get a picture and we'll put it on the on the Instagram. Yeah, I'm not Christian enough, Julie. You're Christian. You at least you're brought up I'm Christian. Not Christian. At least you're brought up. You just said I was brought, brought up, up Catholic, but I'm not Catholic. But that's Christian. I'm recovering Catholic. I'm, I'm not even Christian. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, we'll take a break. Okay, so. Last story. Yeah. No, there's two. Okay. Well, this one. Little stories. Yeah. So, apparently, more and more restaurants and bars are buying their <gasps> platos, their dishes yes that's a crime and their that's a crime that's a crime that's a crime they're oh my gosh their pinchos <gasps> and their um plates or their dishes dishes from external kitchens yeah right so pre-cooked pre-cooked meals oh my gosh yep there's a major crime in so, the Basque country mm, this is <laughs> these are called yeah these are called fifth range foods quinta gama is what they refer to them as which is cooked packaged and ready to be consumed Foods. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's like, yeah, heat and eat. They have to heat it up, yeah. Heat and eat. 
So this was a video that I watched. So I watched mm -hmm. the video and then I took notes, right? So mm -hmm. um, for example, they gave the example of um, carreras, which are beef cheeks. Yes. Right? So to make a good dish of carreras, mm -hmm. it requires 17 hours in the oven. <laughs> mm, yeah. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's a long time, right? That's a lot of electricity. A lot of electricity, mm. a lot of expense, yeah. And, you know, who's going to show up? 17 hours before lunch. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to start like the process. Like, asking a lot of your employees. You have to watch that. Listen, you're a cook here, and you're going to mm. have to start it. Well, I suppose you could start it, okay, at the end of one shift. Mm -hmm. You could put it in the oven and then go home. But then that's leaving the oven that's going. That's health and safety. Is exactly. No, so you can't leave an oven like, yeah, on all night. Just on all night, yeah. yeah. To be at least one guy there. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, more and more, more and more places around the city are doing this. Yeah. And it, around, in the Basque Country in general, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, of course, there's a big backlash because the idea behind the pinchos and the dishes that are Basque traditional foods mm -hmm. are that these particular bars make a particular um, dish, uh, like a dish or a a version of this dish yeah, in yeah. their own particular way, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like like it's always about and good now they're quality all ingredients, like fresh kind ingredients, of, kind of yeah, uh, standardized, uh, yeah, homogenized, yeah, boring ice, yeah. So it's kind of a sad because you can't like you lose if you just everybody it's gets becoming so touristy that so the number one number one kind of red flag for us in Bilbao was when we started seeing all the tortillas become bought tortillas from a yeah. third kitchen, right? So you'd get all these standard uh, potato tortillas. I hope everybody, well, you don't know what, uh, have we, tortillas in a Basque country is not a tortilla in, in Mexico. No, Latin America, yeah. Well, no, Latin America doesn't have tortillas. It it's only Mexico. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So a tortilla in, uh, well, I mean, I think they might call like omelets tortillas in Latin America, but it's not the Mexican tortilla or the potato tortilla. Okay. So what we call tortilla here in a Basque country is you fry some potatoes, potatoes. and then you beat some eggs, uh, obviously salt, etc pepper mix them in with the fried already fried potatoes and then fry that mixture mm -hmm. and that's a big thick omelet with potatoes and an egg right that's mm -hmm. the basic recipe that's the tortilla, yeah. a lot of times it will include onions but there's a lot of people that don't like the onions mm -hmm. so there's also a tortilla without the onions and obviously with cheese with ham with everything you want inside mm -hmm. so there's also another thing which is the eu Passed a law. Passed a law that you're not allowed to have raw egg in any food. Yeah. That's like against the EU. But of course. Uh, because as you nobody, know, like with pinchos, like they sit out on the bar for they do. for an extended period of time. Well, but that's not why they prohibited uh, eggs. I've, they prohibited eggs for everything in the whole EU. Well, because it's problematic because. Salmonella. Yes. Because they don't not clean their eggs so well. But also, uh, if something is sitting out for a long time, you can also get food poisoning from that, right? Like, well, but, you know, each problem to its own. I, what I mean is tortilla, the issue is 
that a good tortilla, a lot of people don't want it fully cooked through. Yes, they want, they it, want like a little a bit little of bit runny, yeah. eggy yolk in the middle. Yeah. And when you get it from a third kitchen, it's always fully cooked, of course, because yeah. it's a third business. You you know, if there's any problems, that business would have problems and not Or the they bar. have to use these certain type of eggs, like these... Uh, oh, there's all these pasteurized... Yeah, like... Doesn't even matter. Type of egg to, like you when have, you look, if you're going to have a tortilla out on your in display, then you have to use these particular type of eggs that have been deemed safe. No, I suppose. But, no, no, it's true. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, whatever. It's too much regulation, and people know when a tortilla is made by a third At that, party, yeah, kitchen, because it's just a crappy, just simple, cheap, not well, you know. Yes, yeah. there's just not the the potatoes are not properly fried, they're just under fried usually. It's just a, a full block, and it's just too much egg white. It's just not a good tortilla. Mm -hmm. So it start it started with the tortillas, and then just to see it happen with other pinchos is just really shocking. Where you suddenly see, I think one of the the ones I noticed first was uh, chipirones, which is uh, calamari squid squids in its own ink. In its own ink, which is a uh, an onion sauce with squid ink. Tomato, a tomato. It's yes, it has tomato. Yes, it's tomato. Not yes. anchoas, not anchoas version. I guess no. some people. Mari Carmen, my mother-in-law, nice. makes it with tomato sauce, um, and then she adds that. the squid ink. That sounds good. So anyway, so so there's lots. Of, uh, this is the point, which is one of those right? that dishes that take long versions time. Versions of the same recipe, which is the that can occur beauty. in different. Yeah. Yes, the exactly. The beauty is discovering how like that uh, bar makes great chipirones and yeah. that, right? Like, yeah. or that one makes a really good tortilla, right? Or that one makes. So you go to these particular bars or restaurants because they make these dishes specially, absolutely, or differently than other places, right? And tortilla is one of these flag it's like, like your beer right flagship, it's yeah. like i drink beer i like this beer i won't go to bar without that beer and tortillas are very much like that here yeah it's like this place has that tortilla that i like because of whatever the pimentos they make it the peppers the I, yeah the cheese something yeah. they do properly the, the way you like mm -hmm. and yeah that's when you start seeing that same tortilla that you recognize and isn't that interesting yeah everywhere it's the kind of one that you get on the the gas station stop it's like so offensive yeah it's like really you're gonna give me gas station tortilla <laughs> that's a crime julie that's a... can you can you realize why, how annoyed i am by why this i put the story in our tiki so oh my gosh because <laughs> it is a crime like it's, it's very taking big crime, away julie. the you know the everything element everything of the, yeah we're losing everything julie <laughs> apart from basque language they're taking the tortilla now everything Ah. Yep. So, yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. So, yeah, they have no charm. There's no charm anymore to if they're all getting the same food from the same distributor. Mm. There's no longer any charm to these restaurants and bars, right? Yeah. And I have to say. But, but mm, in, go on. in Donostia, like in San, San Sebastian, Sebastian, Donostia, they have a guide now. That oh. puts out that will tell consumers where they can get pinchos that are made in house. That's the way to go. <laughs> so That's they've the had to go. go that far to like go. This you guide to. will tell you where you can actually get pinchos that are not good. Good. Yeah. Because, but you'd have to know to do that as a tourist, right? You do. You you'd do. have to know that, you like do. you do. And that, I was going to actually mention We're going to have to find this guide. That was my, my point was that 
we really like I, I live here the same amount of time as you pretty much about mm-hmm. some months apart in about 18 years mm-hmm. and I forgot what I was going to say about that um but Pinjo's crimes oh yes that when we arrived here there was no tourists like I'd no. I'd go years without listening to English on the street yeah and now it's like a weekly daily thing there's always tourists everywhere there's, tourists everywhere. there's a lot more business for bars and restaurants right. and hotels mm-hmm. and we have and seen they, and they also have to keep up with this mass production of things too so they do I mean it's not an excuse to say let's lower the quality of our no, product of because we not, have but, more uh, more visitors but, but in the end that's what has happened that's why people came in the first place yeah. right was yeah. for the food and the yeah yeah and we and it's kind of killing the one thing that we had we I say we as I was part of that but it we live here and we are part of it. Mm-hmm. We love Basque culture. Yeah, but it... And it is killing that part of yeah. the attraction. If you make it homogenous and exactly. just like everywhere else, it's kind of boring. Terrible. Yeah. Terrible. So I knew you would appreciate that, Craig. <laughs> I got so riled up. I, I still am. So annoyed. Because, yeah, it is... The thing is, I am kind of lucky. I go anywhere... And I've got an eye that I can see if a bar is going or a restaurant is going to be crappy. Usually, like I'm very good to choose good restaurants and bars to go to mm-hmm. when like I'm in Thailand or wherever, China, Japan, I'll find these cool places with really good food. Yeah. But even when I travel with my dad, he'll be like, let's go here. And I'm like, no. Is it the place that has like all the pictures of the food outside? It doesn't matter. That's the thing. I don't quite relate because I've got my standards. I just know when something talks to me. But yeah. it's just when I'm traveling with other people and I gave them the power to choose where we're going to eat, it never works. It's always like It's like, man. And it's it's when I see what how waste hard. waste of time and money. But it's like what you were saying. It's like when you really see how it just becomes a tourist trap, yeah. right? Especially here yeah. where you assume, you come here for good food. Yeah. We have a lot of, it's all about. It has a reputation. Yeah. So much about food. So many Michelin stars. Yeah. But that's the thing. There, you know, there's. Even, you know, Thailand, Vietnam, great food, but there's also crap food in Thailand. Of course there is. It's crap food everywhere. <laughs> yeah. You, and, you know, it's probably pretty good, but just overpriced and just not dec- as good as it can decent be. and overpriced. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, edible, let's it, say. Sometimes just edible. Yeah, yeah. For a crappy tortilla from Third Kitchens, as they say. Yeah, no, that's pretty yeah. edible. Yeah. Just over-salted. Anyway, okay. So my so last... so just Google good restaurants when you come to the Basque Country. You'll be fine because there's good lists, yeah. fantastic Michelin star, all sorts in yeah, between. Lots of Michelin stars. Really, just yeah. even just really nice bar pincho bars with really affordable pinchos, right? Like it's mm-hmm. not expensive to mm-hmm. eat really good pinchos. So mm-hmm. even though this is a tendency, don't think that it's the that end of good food yeah, here. It's not, no, it's not. not at all. It's just you have to be. There more are careful. still places that are against that. Yeah. And would not do that on principle. Of course. Oh, of course. So many. Yeah. So many. Good story. My James. last story oh, okay. There's a is lot just that the 112 
emergency phone. So yeah. like in America, it's 911. Right. In the UK, it's... I think it's 112, nine... the same as... No, it's not. Okay. Is it 999? Well, when they were in the EU, they were supposed to choose the same number. I can I can Google that. So there's an emergency number, right? Good so enough. in America, it's 911. Mm -hmm. Here, it's 112. So noted everybody if anything happens call 112 yeah um and i can't remember what it is in the uk but it's different 999, 999. Says, yeah. yeah boom i got it 999 got it um i never had to call it <laughs> never neither did i but i seem to like I oh 112 i've called i always try to learn like what the emergency number is when i go somewhere it's very responsible <laughs> well done so anyway, um, it's only 40 years. It, it actually had its birthday, 40 years. It's the 112. Year, yep. Oh. 40 the, years. This month? Yep. March. On the March 29th. Hmm, just yesterday or the day before. Yep. How cute. Two days ago. It was 40 years. It was a 40-year anniversary of 112. couple years younger than me. Oh, how sad. So there you go. I just thought that was a fun story to say that the emergency number is 40 years old. And it's a very crime-themed number. <laughs> yes. Well, that's why I chose it that's... for this cheeky set. <laughs> yeah. And, and for all our listeners, I mean, not everyone, I think Europeans know this, but 112 is the same number all throughout Europe for any emergency. Oh, is that the same? Okay. Yeah. So And UK is just different because they like to be different. Well, they were supposed to choose 112, but apparently they... They held it off long with, enough. That... Along with their currency, along with everything Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So there you go. Cute. Happy birthday, 112. Happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks for all the work you do. And yeah. why did you have to call 112? I've just called, well, not all the time, but, you know, just for friends and stuff. Like uh, two weeks ago, uh, my friend got his backpack stolen. Oh, we, okay. Yeah. We were just having some drinks with a group of friends for couch surfing. On Thursdays, which I always go to that group, and he left his. I, I I felt I feel pretty bad because it was like literally one meter away from me. <laughs> but uh, if you don't tell me, Douglas, watch that bag. I was just chatting <laughs> along. I mean, to be honest, he was one point five meters away, so it's not like you know. Oh, he was there. He, we're all there. It wasn't like he like went somewhere. No, and asked. We were him. all there the whole time. Oh, wow. It's not your fault. And uh, yeah, it was just, you know, somebody was alone behind us and we were like, you know, he's just smoking. No, he wasn't. He was eyeing the bag and he took off with it. So, I mean, I was surprised. My friends was like, who do I call? I'm like, 112, come on, guys. Where do you live? <laughs> <laughs> like, they were all from here. They weren't like... And nobody knew who to call? Well, it was uh, my friend, um, Bego. I don't know why she wouldn't know it was 112, but right. I'm like, you, re you reach everybody, everybody on 112. Everybody would know. Or... And, but I told her If was... you're a foreigner, maybe you wouldn't know. But like, if you live my, here, yeah. you wouldn't know the emergency number. My friend, I told her, was standing next to her. And she's like, what's the number? And I'm like, looking at him is like, mm. are and I'm you, like, come and, on. And you're like, are you kidding me? I don't know if he was paying attention, <laughs> but I was like, it's 112, guys. Like... <laughs> Anyway, That's and funny. I'm terrible with my memory. Oh my it's God. it's three numbers and it one repeated, exactly. so it's not that hard. <laughs> so uh, hey, that's a good birthday. Yeah, it helped a lot of people prevent a lot of worse things. So yeah, yeah, uh, it's great. It's it's 
firemen, it's police, and it's and it's an ambulance. Ambulance. So it's everything you need. Exactly. You any sort of emergency. And so, here you got a choice of four or five birthday. police. Sodionac, <laughs> I should say. Sodionac. Yes, it's. Um, how do you say that? It's congratulations. Like congratulations, but congratulations. use it for birthdays and. Yeah, it's congratulations for everything. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations for getting a new job. Sodionic. Sodionic. <laughs> you got married? Sodionic. Well, we finished it's another. Your birthday? Sodionic. We finished another episode, Julie. Sodionic. No, wait, we have a mini crime time. We do. Oh, One well. Mini crime time. We finished these the stories. So yes. Sodionic. We're done with our cheeky sod. Yes. Okay. Let's hear a mini crime time. Sorry, I wanted to cut you off earlier. <laughs> I was just like wanting to use Sodionic. So Let's much. get out of here now. <laughs> no, we're just going to sit here for another hour or two. <laughs> it's possible. Uh, so mini crime time. Let's talk about mini crime time today. So you have our mini crime time. So this happened yesterday and it happened on Dos de Mayo where I used to live. Okay. Okay. So a, uh, beer delivery truck drove into a building oh my on Dos de Mayo. Oh my gosh. Hitting the gas line. Oh. That connected to the buildings. Right. Wow. Yeah. Busted the gas line. Yeah, sometimes it's over the front of the building. Yeah, all the, the yeah, pipes just are like goes right out. there yeah, on yeah, the outside. Yeah. Slammed right into that. Uh-huh. And so that uh, broke, I'm assuming. Broke the gas line. And oh everybody God. in the neighborhood had mm-hmm. to evacuate, including our friends, oh, wow. including our producer Megan. I've never heard about this. Had to wow. escape, had to evacuate <gasps> their houses. Because it was a serious oh issue. This is this is I borderline mini. How many is this? This is not many. Well, well, it was, well, mini because you know nobody got nobody. hurt. Nothing oh actually my. happened. But oh like, yeah, it was like a guy wow. had a car accident and, and the biggest mini crime time we've ever had. Kerfuffle in the neighborhood. <laughs> Thankfully, nothing exploded yeah. or caught. So, on fire. our other friend, uh, I don't want to drop names necessarily. Okay. Emily. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> a name. Couldn't get into her house. Okay. Because they all live in that yeah. area, right? Yeah. So we have a everybody lot of had to evacuate their houses. Friends around. So the there's there you go. That's the mini crime <gasps> of the week. Know. Poor Megan. She had to. She's been sick this know, week, so yeah. she isn't our with poor us producer, today. Megan. Had to escape. And actually, she'd probably be a better person to tell this story. But Of course. So shout out to Megan. We shout miss out to you. Megan. Yep. Recover fast. Mm-hmm. We miss you. We need you. <laughs> Obviously, we're out All of control over here. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying goodbye before I should. Oh, my gosh. So there. There you go. That was a good one. Yeah. I liked it. Well, I hope everybody's uh, keeping safe and yeah. crimeless in their respective countries and probably are because really crimes don't happen that often and yeah because you listen to true crime no doesn't mean they happen all the time but we want to hear about them all yeah so if you have any let us know you guys right in (laughs) your crimes we've gotten very many crime times so did you see we could have like somebody crashed into a building yeah that's a mini crime so tell us anything you have that's a mini crime and we'll tell it on the yeah. air if you want to do a voice message. Yeah. And, and we're very discreet. If you don't want to be named, no of problem. Course. Absolutely. I will. I will indiscreetly. We, and we respect your an- uh, anonymity. Anim- How do you say that? Anonymity. That's why I say Anonymity. 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 Oh, you can O or uh, right? I, I think I saw. I, I, anonymity. Yeah. You got it. You got it. So, yeah, we'll respect that. Of if course. That's what you want. So I was going to say, like, we haven't, can you believe it? We have not gotten so many stories so far, and we want more. I know. What Come the on, guys. hell? 
at least so many crime times. We probably just need more listeners. <laughs> also true. Someday we'll we'll have also more. Also true. Listeners. But everybody has one little crime they can yeah, tell. Yeah, everybody us about. does. Everybody does. And the best connection can be as loose as I was drinking a best or, beer. No, it doesn't have to be best. <laughs> doesn't even have to be best. Many crimes don't have to be. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's true. Many crimes don't it can have be to be any crime. Yeah. That it happened to you. Yeah. We just want to hear about it. It's true. Let's bring you guys in. Mm-hmm. And thank you for listening. Uh, uh, all around the world, right? We ha- we we've mentioned it sort of, but it's so nice to have people from so many random places yeah. listening, right? Totally. So many from Germany. So surprising. Yeah. And Poland. Yeah. <laughs> and there's like Asia. There, There's one or two in Thailand. Yeah. There's Vietnam randomly. It's very sweet to... to yeah. I'm sorry we're not shouting out all the, the countries. We will soon go through... Compton. Our, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Compton. Compton. But we love Compton, especially because we don't know anybody that we know would be there. So we're exactly. like... Exactly. That's you're what makes our it so special. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, guys. Keep, keep, we're going to notice you every week if you stay there. <laughs> We're with you. Yeah. Shout out to everybody and have a great week. Yeah, do. And hope to see you in a couple of weeks' time. Yes, and mm-hmm. we'll bid you agur. Crimes of the Basque Lands is written and produced by Douglas D. Carvalho, Julie Garcia, and Megan Dooley. The sound and editing for each episode by Douglas D. Carvalho, and Megan Dooley. Theme song written by Douglas D. Carvalho, Julie Garcia, and Megan Dooley. Sung by the choir with no name and produced by Tom Squires. Podcast art by Distinct Signal. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Crimes of the Basklands and contact us at crimesofthebasklands at gmail.com with story ideas worldwide which have a connection to the Basque country or any rave reviews. If you like our podcast, please subscribe, like, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time, Agur! agur.